This is Church Alive's Teaching of the Week by Pastor Gene Amoson. For additional teachings or information about the church, go to churchalive.net. We've been looking at some big choices that we're intentionally making, and we've said from the get-go with this series, whenever we started a few weeks back, that our life, where we're at right now, is essentially the sum total of the choices we've made up until this point. We've also said that where we are down the road, it's based on the choices we make today, tomorrow, the next day, and so forth. Our choices ultimately are the map of where we end up getting to. And so, so far in the series, we talked about purpose over popularity. We talked about surrender over control two weeks ago. Once again, Pastor Nolan last week with faith over fear. And then we've got another one today that we're going to jump into. But before we get into what that's about, I want to start off um, with a not so encouraging statement, but it's just reality. And the truth is, is that we will all experience pain in this life. Has anybody noticed that? In life, there will be pain. And I'm sure you've all experienced pain at some point. Uh, It could be children that aren't doing what they're supposed to do. It could be a family member buys an Android. It could be, (laughs) yeah, I just had to get it in there somehow. I'm really uh, dreading the day that I'm going to lose a church member over an Android joke. I'm just, I'm afraid it's coming at some point. But um, it it could be children not doing what they're supposed to. It could be that uh, somebody turns on you, your company lets you go. It could be a diagnosis that you get uh, from your doctor, but but bad things do happen at times, pain happens in life, but y'all, there's some really good news that came directly from the mouth of Jesus in the book of John, chapter 16, verse 33. This is Jesus speaking, in the world you will have tribulation, you will have trouble, right? But somebody say, take heart. But take heart, I have what? Overcome. I have overcome the world. The truth is, is that some pain is within our control, but in life we daily have a choice whether we're going to choose between this pain or that pain. Stick with me now. Are we going to choose this pain or are we going to choose that pain? For instance, young people, I've got some young people in here today, some of those awesome kids that were on stage with us today. Uh, you can choose the pain of obeying your parents now. Right, parents? Somebody say amen. You can choose the pain of obeying your parents now. You may not want to. Or you can choose the pain of maybe getting your rear end blistered later. Parents say amen. amen. That's right. Um, for, for those also still in school, maybe, you know, elementary, junior high, high school, uh, you can choose the pain of studying now because studying is no fun. It's easier just to not pull your books out of your backpack, or you can choose the pain of having to repeat a class or get held back later. Which one do you want to choose, right? Uh, For those of you that are a little bit older, you can choose the pain of saying no to temptations now, or maybe some toxic relationship now, or you can choose the pain of addiction later, or getting into a relationship that's going to be extremely painful down the road, right? Uh, For those even older, maybe some of our married folks or our adults, 
you can choose the pain of living within your means now or the pain of major debt later that keeps you up at night. Come on, that's no fun. That's no fun whatsoever. Um, parents, you can choose the pain of parenting according to the word of God now or, or the pain of children not knowing the Lord and living completely opposite of how they should be living down the road. And I can imagine it's painful, amen? I can imagine it's painful, them making foolish choices. So, so today we're going to look at discipline and regret. The choice is yours. Nobody said amen on this one. This is, you know, surrender and control, y'all are pretty quiet. And I think y'all are even more quiet this time. So today, discipline and regret, y'all, the choice is yours today. Uh, most people don't like the word discipline. This morning, my son asked me in my office, he said, what are you teaching on today, Dad? And I said, discipline. He's like, oh, boy. <laughs> I said, it has nothing to do with spanking. And I just saw, I saw relief come across his face whenever I said that. But most people don't like the word discipline, but I think people would prefer discipline over regret. I don't know about you, but I do. Uh, let me tell you just a, kind of a, a very basic uh, way of looking at discipline. Discipline is choosing between what we want now and what we want most. It's choosing between what we want now and what we want most. Uh, for us, it's easy to choose what we want now versus later, isn't it? Come on now, get real with me. We're, we can all be honest today. This is a non-Pharisee zone, okay? Um, so, for instance, it's always easier to overlook some behaviors of our kids versus having to go through that whole ordeal of correcting them. You know that whole pick your battles thing? There's a lot of times where, parents, it gets really easy to just not even have any battles in the house, doesn't it? It can get that way at times, but we know it's not best. Um, what do you want the most? Do you want peace in the home right now? Or do you want children that are living the way they're supposed to later? I mean, which one do you want the most? Um, it's always easier to sit on the sofa versus doing some exercise, right? Come on now. Riding that sofa is easy, but do you want to kind of just enjoy the comfort of the sofa now, or do you want to be bound to the sofa down the road? Come on now. How many of y'all want to live long, healthy lives? Um, I, I've actually got a statement for you that's not my notes, uh, but something I want you to think about. If God's plan for your life, we're going to use just the number 85. If God's plan for your life is to live 85 years so that you can make a difference, so that, listen to me, so that you can make a difference for 85 years in the lives of others, because how many of you know at no point in our life do we just give up and say, okay, I don't have to influence people anymore. I don't have to minister to people anymore. That's not even an option in our lives, right? Amen. So if God's plan for you is to live 85 years, are you treating your body the way it needs to be treated to get 85 years out of it? Right. There are people that maintain their vehicles well. 
and they do the things they're supposed to, and they have older vehicles that, man, they run perfect. And then there are people that have even newer vehicles, but they don't do what they're supposed to to them, and they're broke down in their driveway. Are you doing what you need to do to live that full life that the Lord has planned for you? And don't sit back with the attitude of, well, if God wants me to live 85 years, and I'll live 85 years eating eight pounds of bacon every morning. And don't get me wrong, I love bacon. But here, here's what I'm telling you. You can cut your life short based on bad decisions. And so do you want the comfort of sitting on the couch now, eating anything you want right now, or getting to the place to where, you know what, whenever you're 70, whenever you're 75, you are getting along just fine because you did what you needed to to live the long, healthy life that God had for you. It's always easier to do anything other than reading your word, isn't it? But what do you want most? Because you see, personally, I want to live an overcoming life, and I want to just dwell in the presence of God at all times. And it's not going to happen if I'm not spending time with him. I've got to spend time in his word. I've got to get to know his heart. I've got to spend time in prayer with him so I know his voice. Come on now. You want to get to know somebody, you got to talk to somebody. I know texting God isn't an option, but you, got to, you can talk to him, right? You can talk to him. But if you've ever felt like you've made poor decisions, if you've ever felt like you've not been disciplined in your life, if you've ever felt like you've failed to do the right thing, uh, I, I want you to know this, that Paul, the apostle Paul, for Pete's sakes, he actually writes about this in the Word. Now, just as a reminder, Paul's got um, a pretty impressive resume. Uh, he, he was trained by Pharisees. Um, he hated Christians. He was the one that held the coats while Stephen was being martyred. Uh, Paul himself was on a mission to make the lives of Christians miserable and hunt them down, arrest them, kill them, whatever he could do. But then all of a sudden, he has an encounter with who? Jesus. Earlier we talked about just one touch from Jesus changes everything. One encounter with Jesus can turn a life around. And so he has this encounter with Jesus and he goes from being like the biggest feared person by Christians to one of them. A complete 180. It was such a quick 180 that Christians didn't trust him early on. As a matter of fact, you will see in the word that apostles were having to vouch for him. Like, listen, I promise you, this, this isn't some kind of setup, okay? He's not coming, he's not infiltrating us, and then he's not going to turn us in. This guy, I, he's actually been changed. So you got Paul, who has this radical transformation with Jesus, but he writes this in, in Romans 7. Oh, by the way, he also wrote a hunk of the New Testament, right? So in Romans 7, verse 15, he says this, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Anybody ever been there before? Verse 18, I want to do what's right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what's wrong, but I just do it anyway. Anybody ever felt like that before? Paul was basically saying this. 
What I want to do, I don't do. What I do, I don't want to do. We've all walked through those times in our life where it's like, man, we just can't get anything right. Verse 24, he says, he was having a bad day. Verse 24, oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? But then he has the realization. Verse 25, thank God. Thank God. The answer is who? Jesus Christ, our Lord. And every struggle we deal with in life, we've got to realize who is the answer? Jesus. Come on, who's the answer? Jesus. It's not me. It's not you being better. It's not us being stronger on our own. On our own, we can't do it. But it's going to take Jesus. He's the answer, answer for any breakthrough in your life. He's the only one who can give you the strength to be able to do it. He's the only one who can make you better to be able to do it. It's all in him and not in ourselves. Amen? But, but on our own, we're prone to make wrong choices. We do this all the time on our own. But with his help, he can enable us to choose discipline over regret. All right, so we're going to look at Paul's growth as he clung to the power of Jesus because, y'all, this enabled him to live a disciplined life. So in Romans 7, what we just read, he can't get it right. He, he can't do anything right. Everything he does, it's not the way he really wants to live. But then in 1 Corinthians 9... He says this in verse 24, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. So run to win. Now, Paul uses this example of a race because the Greeks were all about races. In case you didn't know, the Olympics came out of Greece, right? And in life, I want you to understand we are running a race and we need to run to win. How do we need to run? To win. But I also want you to understand that, that running your race, everybody running their race, every one of our races look different. And it's not a competition. Your race, your life, God's purpose for you, God's plan for you, everybody's looks different. And what it's about for us is to be obedient and to do what he's called us to do, to continually move forward and run and win the race that he's called us to run. Amen? It's not any kind of competition. Verse 25, all athletes are disciplined. What are they? Disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. For an eternal prize. Listen, we run to win for an eternal prize. To, to honor and to glorify Jesus. We do it to, come on y'all, depopulate hell. We do it to see our families saved. Come on. But y'all, it takes discipline, doesn't it? It takes discipline. In Hebrews 12, 1, there's actually a scripture that's very uh, similar to what we read just a second ago. In verse 25, it says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. 
There's some people in here that maybe need to strip off some stuff. Come on now. And we need to run with endurance the race that God set before us. We need to run to win. We need to endure that pain of discipline, y'all, so that we can run the race that he has for us. We want to hear well done, that we ran our race. But whenever we, we run to win, this helps us achieve what we want the most. And so today, we've got two questions that we're going to look at. And I want you all to put some thought into these, okay? Seriously, I want you to put some thought into them. If you've got a notebook, I want you to write it down because it's good that you write it down so you can just dwell on this. The first question today is, what do I want in my life right now? What do I want in my life right now? I'm just going to give you some, some examples, maybe something you're thinking. Uh, is it that you know you need to get serious with God? You know you've not been where you're supposed to be. Is it that you feel you are finally ready to do something for God? Maybe you feel like you've just been spectating, but it's time to participate. Uh, is it that you know you've not been leading your family as you should, and you know you need to step into that role finally? Does your marriage absolutely stink right now? And you see other marriages and you just think, why can't we look like them? Are you praying for a better marriage? In your life, are you needing to be healthier right now? And you know you've got to get it under control or else it's not going to look good down the road. And can I go ahead and tell you, that's a hard one. But do you desire to be healthier are you dealing with addiction right now? More than anything, you want freedom from that. Are you just up to your eyeballs in debt this morning and you're like, I've got to get this off of me. So what do I want in my life right now? Has everybody stored it? And it could be more than one, but let's just think about one right now. Here's our question, number two. What do I need to choose now to achieve what I want? most. Okay, we talked about choices today, tomorrow, the next day, determine where we get to down the road. So, what do I need to choose now to achieve what I want most? So, if getting serious with God is what you mentioned, uh, are you going to commit to get into your word? Listen to me. Today. Please don't shout me down. Hold on, we've we got to stop just for a minute and talk. If you're amening me about some of this stuff, then when it, you don't decide, well, I'm going to do this, you got to say to yourself, I'm going to do it now. See, there's a place where you say, okay, enough's enough, and if I want change, I've got to stop it now. Or I've got to make the change absolutely right now. You don't pray about when you're supposed to start the change process you start it now. You have to make a decision. So if you're saying, I want to get closer to God, are you willing to get into your word and start to spend time in prayer today? Come on now. Whenever you leave here and you have lunch and you get home, maybe you just tell the family, I'll be with you all in about an hour. I got to go spend time with the Lord. Are you willing to get in to commit that you're going to have your family in church? You're going to start your week every Sunday in church. 
Are you going to do the kind of things you need to do to get closer to the Lord? Like, for instance, join a life group so that you've got a community around you. Come on now. If it's to lead your family better, will you begin today? Somebody say today to do the right things in front of your family. Will you start to speak what the parameters are around your house beginning when? Today. Are you going to do those things? Are you going to begin to pray with your wife or your husband and your family today? If you want to make a change, it's not getting to it at some point this month. It's starting it immediately. If you want to see a change. If it's to have a better marriage, will you commit today to pray together? Today. When are we going to commit? Today. Uh, are you going to commit to look into maybe getting some counseling or getting some help or sitting down with maybe some elders in our church who have great marriages and that they could speak into your life? Yes. Are you willing to do that? Yes. Let me go ahead and just do a quick advertisement for our Marriage on the Rock series. Can I just freestyle for a minute? Y'all cool with that? I told our group in the back earlier... Um, God has really put it heavy on me about ministering to couples. The enemy doesn't want to just attack the church. He wants to attack families because families make up church. He doesn't want your kids to serve God. He doesn't want you and your husband or you and your wife to get along. He wants to bring division in your home. Uh, Regina and I, you know, just between our regular jobs and between kids' athletic stuff, uh, between family, between church, we know a lot, and I mean a lot of couples that are struggling right now. And, and these are people that, that, that are believers. And so we've just really just been feeling this heaviness that, and whenever I say it's just this desire to really speak into the lives of, of families and to do whatever we can to strengthen families. I mean, it's one of our mission points of the church. We want to restore family, right? And with that said, it takes discipline if you want your marriage to improve. Come on. It takes discipline if you want your marriage to improve. So if you've been praying that you could have a better marriage or if you desire to have a better marriage, will you commit to something like our Marriage on the Rock series? And you may say, he's just trying to get a bigger group. We already got a big group, okay? But I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. If you're not willing to commit, let me see, 13 weeks times 1.5 hours or somewhere in the neighborhood of about 18 and a half, 19 hours. If you're not willing to commit 19 hours to your marriage, don't give me this trash about I really want my marriage to improve. It's just, it's going to take work. It's going to take time. It's going to take discipline. Well, it's not ideal. It's Sunday night. You know, the kids have school the next day. It doesn't keep you from going to the ball field on Thursday night or Monday night. And let me go ahead and just go down another trail. Some of you will make the statement, and I've heard this, and I'm not pointing like shooting arrows. I'm just talking about people as a whole. You'll say stuff like, I'll do anything for my kids, and you will. You'll buy them anything you want. You'll take them anywhere they want to go. You'll let them do 15 sports at one time. But you won't strengthen your marriage 
And let me tell you, whenever your kids are looking at a messed up marriage, it scares the mess out of them because they've got friends that have had their parents divorce already and they've heard about it. And they want the parents rock solid. And you'll invest, I don't know, like that 19 hours a week into kids' activities, but you won't get off your lazy butt to come here 13 weeks for an hour and a half to strengthen your marriage. So are you willing to start today? And you can do that by going to our Welcome Center and signing up for the Marriage on the Rock live group, which begins February 5th at 5 p.m. And I'm sorry if I just got on a little bit of a tangent there, but, but I'm just going to tell you. Because I've got, look, y'all, I've got friends that are dealing with marriage struggles right now, but they're doing nothing to invest. You know that whole definition of insanity? It's doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. Don't be insane. You got to change something. You can wish and hope all you want, but until you do something, it's not going to happen. Nothing's going to change. All right, if it's to get healthy, if that was your thing that you want now, are you going to commit to begin to eat better? Like as in at lunch today. The four for four is not ideal. Okay? But you, you just gotta, you gotta get into it. You just gotta start, amen? amen. Are you gonna start today? Are you gonna get advice on, you know, how you should eat? Y'all, dieting doesn't really have to be that hard. It's really not that hard, I, I promise you. And I'm not a pro at it, um, but it's really not that hard. Um, you know, we exercise some. And can, can I tell you, you don't have to join a gym necessarily. You want to know the easiest exercise on the planet? Walk. Walk. And every one of us has roads that run right in front of our house. Free membership right there. Walk. And the older you get, this is just truth, you need to walk. If you need to get free of addiction, today... Will you finally confess it to somebody? Will you tell your spouse? If you're not married, will you come and maybe talk to me or an elder in this church and, and tell somebody who can hold you accountable? Will you maybe get into some kind of uh, program, you know, like a celebrate recovery or do something to where you can get through this addiction? You've got to decide today, I'm ready to get past this. And don't say, well, I can just do it on my own. I don't have to tell anybody. Hush. You need accountability. If it's to get out of debt, today will you begin to track your spending? Will you put it on paper? Dave Ramsey, famous words. If you don't tell your money where to go, you're going to be wondering down the road, where'd my money go? Will you start to track your finances? Will you begin to tithe? That's not a pitch to bring more money into the church. It's because in Malachi, the word of God says what will happen whenever you do tithe. And God don't lie. You've got to start today. You've got to make that conscious decision. I, I've got to get this under control, and I can't just start sometime. I've got to start today. Because you'll find a reason to put it off tomorrow. You'll find a reason the next day to put it off. You'll find a reason the next day to put it off. I tend to get this way around holiday eating. What I do is I tend to eat Thanksgiving more than I should, but then Christmas gatherings start. 
And then people will bring you Christmas candy like Elizabeth Welburn. Please don't stop. And then you have Christmas, but lo and behold, then New Year shows up. And then I don't know about you, it's like the national championship, college football is coming up. Well, let's just keep this train on moving all the way to the national championship, right? And so it turns out, it turns out to be like two solid months of pigging out. We can always find a reason to put it off, but we've got to decide that we're going to do it today. That, that we're going to do it today, and it's hard work. I know that, but y'all, we've got to choose our pain. Do we want the pain of discipline today so that we can have what we want most rather than experiencing the pain of regret later? I want you to think about this today. Y'all, divorce is hard. If you've ever been through one, you can probably say amen. It's hard. So work on your marriage now. If you don't work on it now, you have yourself to blame later. It's up to you. The choice literally is yours if you don't begin to work on it now. And you may say, listen, I've got multiple things I need to work on. You may think the examples that, that you gave, Pastor Gene, there's multiple I need to work on. Start with one. It's kind of like that whole snowball thing. Start with one. As you get momentum, then you can, you're disciplined. You can begin to work on other things as well. But you've got to start with one today so that you can just move on and you can just start to see some progress. In 1 Corinthians 9, we're going back to it, verse 26. This is Paul speaking. He says, so I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. He was saying here that he was intentional in all that he did. He had purpose in every step. Being disciplined is hard, but y'all, we can do it with the Lord's help. Somebody say amen. amen. I, I'm disciplined in, in multiple areas of my life, and then I am not disciplined in others. But y'all, with the Lord's help, we can do it. Somebody say, I can do it. With the Lord's help. And I want you to know, I need the Lord's help. You need the Lord's help. I need boundaries. You need boundaries. I need accountability in my life. You need accountability in your life. We all need this. Amen? amen. We all need this. I heard a pastor give an example one time. And this is just, just, I thought, a really good visual that we can think of. Some people like are really tooky about their yard. Let's think about people that like have this really lush grass. And if they need it every day to get from here out to the street, let's say they parked on the street the way their neighborhood was, and they come out the front door, they have a decision to make. If I, if I want a really great-looking yard, if I want it to look like just carpet, you know, beautiful, I have the decision of do I walk through the yard to the car every day or do I walk out to the driveway and do this? Come on now. And so maybe they, they for one day do that. But then the next day they walk out and they're like, it's just not convenient to do that. So I got to walk this way. And the next day they walk out the front door and they walk straight to the car. You know, after some weeks and after some months, what have they done? They've got a nice trail right through the middle of their yard. And as a result, their desire, what they wanted most, and I realize our main goals aren't about our front yard, right? But what they wanted, what they really wanted, they've totally messed up because day to day, 
they weren't disciplined to do what it took to get what they really wanted. So what is it that you really want? Are you really willing to start today and say, okay, I've got to make a decision today and I've got to commit today that I'm going to go after what I want most? Y'all, this applies to raising kids. This applies to our finances. This applies to our health. This applies to what could become an addiction in our life. What do we really want? What do we want most? And we've got to start doing whatever it takes now to get to that place. Amen? But we need to retrain our brain if we want change. And with the Lord's help, y'all, we can be disciplined and and we can avoid regret down the road. Now I want you to think about what you maybe wrote down earlier, or maybe if you didn't have a notebook, maybe what you stored to memory as far as that first question goes. What is it that you want most? I want you to dwell on your answer just for a second. What is it that you want most? And I'm going to tell you today, uh, if you don't do something about it now, somebody say now. Now. If you don't do something about it now, it will become one of your greatest regrets. But you've got to do something about it now. Listen, don't be the one that says, man, I wish I would have invested in my marriage because this divorce was horrific. Don't be that person. Don't be that person that whenever you're not even real old, you're thinking to yourself, I wish I would have made better choices about my health because you're at a place to where you just live at the doctor's office and you can't really get around. These are choices we have to make now, y'all. Don't be that person that says, man, I, I really wish I wouldn't have ever started on this or that or I wish I would have quit this whenever I could because it's destroyed my health, because it's destroyed my family, this addiction has messed up my entire life. Don't be that person. Don't be that person whenever down the road your kids, and I want to say this, kids make decisions, and a lot of times kids make bad decisions even whenever they've been in church their whole life. Okay, can I, I just want to preface that. But don't look back on your life and think, You know, if I would have set some boundaries in place, these kids would have turned out different. If I would have done this or that, these kids would have turned out different. Don't be the person that that has that regret. Refuse to be short-sighted and plagued with regrets. Amen? We need to run to win with purpose in every step. Somebody say in every step. We need to run to win with purpose in every step. And y'all, with his help today, we choose discipline over regret. Amen. Come on, stand with me if you will. So again, let's look at what is it that we want most. If you will, just close your eyes. Everybody just bow their heads today. I want you to, to be thinking about those things that that you truly want most in your life. If you're praying about your your marriage, if you're praying about growing closer to the Lord, if you're 
praying about leading your family better. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that with your help, we can do these things. Father, with your help, we can beat addiction. Father, with your help, we can be great husbands. We can be great wives. Father, with your help, we can be strong families. Lord, with your help, we can be disciplined. Lord, starting today. And Lord, it's not always easy. Father, it's not easy to all of a sudden just change the way we normally operate. But God, it's going to be worth it because of what we want most down the road. And so, Father, right now, I just speak over everyone here. Lord, for the things that, Lord, they've written down, for the, for the desires of their heart. Lord, I know many of these folks here today, Lord, they've been praying about these things for years and years and years and years. And God, if this is your plan for their life too, Lord, of course you want them to grow closer to you, Father. Of course you want their families to know you. Lord, of course you want strong marriages. Father, I just speak, Lord, just a touch to their life, God. Father, the will to fight. Lord, the ability to be disciplined. God, because they're going after that eternal prize, Father. Lord, because we know that whenever we're closer to you, Lord, it changes people down the road. Lord, we know that whenever our family strengthens, God, it changes people down the road. And Father, I speak again from generation to generation, Lord, this church will serve you. The families in this church will serve you today. Lord, I speak healthy bodies here in the name of Jesus. Lord, disciplined individuals, God, that live the full time that you have called them. Father, to be on this planet, God, that we're disciplined. Father, we thank you for it. Father, we love you. We praise you. Father, help us to run to win, God, not just for a temporary prize, Lord, for the greatest prize, your kingdom. And if you agree today, can you say amen? Amen, amen. Come on, give God some praise today. Thank you again for listening to Church Alive's Teaching of the Week with Pastor Gene Amoson. We invite you to join us for our Sunday morning worship service every Sunday at 10 o'clock or learn more at churchalive.net.